Well, hello, hello, man. Thank you for tuning in to Ran Out of Town. Thank you very much. We got Joe Jr. as the host. I don't know who's the guest, but this is my Ran Out of Talent track. So you thought you ran out of talent when you came back to the track every time that you thought you had a chance at TQ? All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. Fuck it. I, I love that we have an intro now. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, Brad did an excellent job as always. You know, he's up to over 300 tracks on his uh, SoundCloud channel. Check out Sandman on SoundCloud. And there's actually, like, RC tracks on there that actually, like, kind of slap. They're really good. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, yeah, he's got some good stuff on there. Yep. So, anyways, um, before we get into moto sheets and what's going on in the rest of the RC world, I'd like to say uh, what's going on in the background. Wait, can you? I can hear that. Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna kill her. That's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's clear. But anyway, uh, I would like to send my condolences to the Prevetti family and rest in peace to Ernie Prevetti. Um, he was a true pioneer in RC, and the way he did things made rc push forward whether we liked it or not you know what i mean because mm-hmm. he had and this is a good thing he just wanted to win and make money off of winning which honestly i wish a lot more companies would do that he was a pioneer you know he started out with slot cars almost like all the old rc companies like team associated started out in slot cars Oh, really? Yeah. Back in 1968. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. He will be missed. Um, it is a sad day, and it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens with Trinity from here on out. Absolutely. I believe his kids will be um, running it, from what I've heard. Anyway, so... Yeah, on that sad note, uh, let's get into some moto sheets. Some good racing happened the past two weeks, and really quick, I don't have the results because in Europe they don't use live time, which they should. Uh, but big congrats to David Ronalfolk for winning the Euros, and this year was really stacked. Did it you, was very yes. Did you see that track? Uh, I saw a quick glimpse of it. So, what I like about it is it was a glue track. It was wood glue. Mm-hmm. So, it was one gallon of wood glue, or Elmer's glue, to every three gallons of water. And what they did on that is they even sprayed over the paint so the paint was sealed. So, that even stayed nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. It was really nice. But David Rawlfall getting it done with that new Mayako. Here's a question. Because I still see people talking shit about JQ and the Mayako. I get it. You know, you don't, you, people don't like JQ and 
you know, but they get this, they, they can't separate the car from the car designer. Uh, albeit that the JQ Black Edition, you really had to rig the living hell out of that thing to make it work. Mm-hmm. That new Mayako, man, it's looking like a great ride so far. And people are still like, oh, it's just another JQ piece of junk. No, it's it's different, man. It's nice. Definitely. So, anyway, yeah. So, let's... um. Start out with the INS event. We had a couple of guys down there for INS for the J Concepts race at the Hobby Plex. Uh, let's start out with the um, 13.5 Expert four wheel drive buggy. Uh, Brennan Schimmel won that with Sammy Moran second and Kyle Holmberg third. So, from what I understand, is at the end of the weekend they were on silver slicks, which is pretty rare for the hobby plex because the hobby plex grooves up but you know it stays a little lumpy it doesn't get like divots but it stays lumpy i mean Mm -hmm. you've you've been there you understand yeah yeah it's not billiard smooth and i i think he kind of does that so you keep tread on your tires and so you're not Mm -hmm. burnt but you know it was a huge event i want to say they had well over 200 entries it had to have been yeah, it looked awesome. I I know I'm done with Clay, but man, that that looked like one good event. But a guy like me, I need months of practice on one thing before I go into an event like that. Right. Um, let's go into 17.5 Expert Buggy. Brennan Schimmel won that. Kyle Holmberg second. And Tyler Pattenau third. And then uh, Stadium Truck. We're going to do a couple here because we got to cover the pros. But Stadium Truck. Will Brinton, the Southern Dandy and the co-host of the Hobbyplex podcast, won that one. Dominic, I'm not even going to try, took second. And Kyle Holmberg took third. And that was <laughs> really close in qualifying. I, I was seeing, like, Will qualif- TQ'd this round and Kyle TQ'd that round. And it was, dude, Thirteen five truck man, that's a sleeper class. It. If you're wanting to get into truck, I would definitely try that one. For sure. You know, I notice there's no mini truggy on this one. You know, from what I've been seeing, mini truck has been dying down there. No, it's been doing well down there in the Associated Series, but I think for the INS. So last year for 2021, they kind of snuck in mini truggy, but a lot of people don't. Well. I can't speak for the INS, but I know the NCTS Carpet Series is a point series. It's a legitimate point series. It's your best three out of four. I wonder if INS is the same way and they're just not going to sneak in those extra classes. It is what it is type of situation. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Two-wheel modified buggy. Dustin Evans comes in for the win. I love seeing that because he's a 10 scale only guy. Um, somebody you don't hear much, don't hear much of him anymore. No, because he kind of just hangs out at more RC. I don't know if he's a career racer anymore, but he's still fast as hell. Somebody called him a blind old man on a podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? No, he's still fast as hell. 
Brock Champlin took second, and Aiden Horn took third. Um, Go subscribe to the tube. Yeah. Aiden Horn's got a YouTube channel, if you didn't know that. Yeah. It's fun for guys your age. I'm an old guy. I don't get it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that mean was pretty stacked. Uh, let's uh, look at four-wheel modified buggy, then we'll move on to Dakota Slideways. Uh, Brock Champlin with that Schumacher wins it. Dustin Evans, the alleged blind old man, takes second, and Aiden Horn takes third. That's Aiden Horn knows that track. Um, I believe he's originally an Iowa guy. I think. Sounds about right. He was somewhere to where he was doing entire series at the Plex, and I think he's moved away the past couple of years. Like Tom Rinderneck, who took fifth and modified four wheel modified. He he was a hometown guy, even though he didn't live in Omaha. That was his home track. Yep. Um. Where do you think Tom Rinderneck's going to land for a chassis sponsor? I don't know. He should stick with TLR. <sighs> no. Why? Why? He's good. He's He knows those cars. He's been good with those cars. But he was great with the borrowed x-ray. He's great with Team Associated. He's good with whatever he grabs. TLR. I, okay, here's the deal. Tom, if you works at it he can be great but he's got that full-time job at r1 r1 is paying him he should pick whatever chassis is he's going to be fastest with mm -hmm. um and again i talked about last episode tlr dude from what i've heard is they're not even looking at 2023 for a new buggy no kidding yeah they're just at best, probably the end of 2023. At best. The, I, I don't know. Okay, here's the deal. So their new two-wheel buggy is going to be all new. They got to tool the whole thing. I understand that that takes some time. But that's something that should have started a year ago. Right. So, anyway... Let's uh, go to Dakota Slideways. Well, they only had 79 entries, but man, it was quality racing. It was. From what I heard, it was. I'm thinking about going. I look, they got a fair race coming up August 20th. Mm -hmm. And August is my skip month for the MNRC. So I might uh, do a turning burden at Dakota Slideways. Okay. I might. Um, cause that's their county fair race. I love racing at county fairs. I don't think you were ever around for the Benton County races that Sean put on. I was, I was there for the very last one. You know, they were, the, the track was never great and it was, it was what it was, but it was so cool racing in front of people. And, you know, we became the main attraction. Mm -hmm. And it's like that at uh, Motorhead Madness. It'd be even a bigger attraction if they did off-road. Um, but yeah, we do this. It, it's a, it's the, I would say, third, no, fourth biggest attraction at um, Heydays. We beat the hell out, for spectators, we beat the hell out of the Mudbog guys. 
and but the mud bog guys get all the money but that uh, that's another story but yeah we get all the spectators for rc racing at uh heydays so that'll be another fun one this year dude i can't wait what sucks is it's um same weekend as sean's race yeah yeah <laughs> gotta figure that out uh, well you can't move heydays right yeah so anyway uh let's look at dakota slideways 40 plus because i'm turning 40 on tuesday sean van dalen wins that one bruce st ives takes second from busy bodies and eric hograth takes third um what should we look at let's look at some nitro buggy nitro buggy your podium is tyler jones Brandon Rose coming in second. Seth Van Dalen coming in third. Brandon Rose, man, he makes that car look so good. He's on the Agama platform, right? Mm-hmm. He looks so damn good with that car. Um, the Aga- Almost every, we've had this discussion before, almost every platform is competitive. You just know, have to know how to wrench it and have the proper team support. And I right. think I think he's got all he needs. Because, I mean, you know, he's a nice, polite guy. But advice, set-up advice from a hack like me wouldn't help him. Right. Because I'm trying to make the car go around the track easily. And he's trying to go fast as shit. Right. It's a different thing. Now, this is cool. Uh, Nitro Truggy. Winner, Alec Hins, Sean Van Dalen second, and Torian Mitchell third. Awesome result for the Hins boys. Um, E-Buggy, Brandon Rose wins it, Seth Van Dalen second, and Caden Hins third. Yeah, man, I'm hoping to get out there. I got to figure out what tires to use because <laughs> I have. I don't know, man. I I got a wide variety right now. I kind of like it. Must be nice. Oh, dude, it's not everything I want. I'll tell you that much. Um, I put in an order today, and half my order got rejected. Oh no! But I need I I could find substitutions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Thunder Road for the July points race that happened July 2nd, because I had a flipping blast, um, for, let's go to one fifth scale gas insanity, because that's my favorite class. <laughs> um, I, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have a segment later on in this episode, it's going to take me about five minutes. And I'm going to call it Stuff I Did to My Fist Scale. Because I was going to... Are you there? There you are. I was going to uh, start a Facebook page for all the spec fist scale racers in Minnesota and tell everybody what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, they're going to have to listen to the podcast to hear what I'm doing. Because I figured something <laughs> out. But uh, I won... Uh, Jackson Bowman took second. Nate Haight took third. Let's look at 1A scale expert buggy. 
Caden, uh, it was just Caden Voss and Joe Senior, but they ran expert and intermediate together. Caden won, Senior took second, but it was a close battle. Um, it was a really good race. I watched it. It was good. Intermediate was Puff Daddy won, Joe three took second. Um, let's look at two wheel modified buggy because you know what? Damn it, especially on that AstroTurf, on that huge track. We need to start promoting Modified because Modified on that track, dude, stock just doesn't look. 17.5 looks like 25.5 on that huge track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, oh, yeah, but these guys should be racing mod anyways, and they are. I'm happy to see them trying to grow a mod class so they can transplant them in the wintertime. Because we need mod. But also, take away that we need mod, you know what else we need? We need track builders to build tracks to where putting a mod motor in our car will make a difference and not just make it hard. Anyway, uh, Caden Voss wins. Two-wheel modified buggy, Torot second, and Braden third. Tor popped a ball cup, and yeah, still ended up second. Uh, four-wheel modified buggy, Caden Voss wins that one again. Man, Caden Voss just winning all over the damn place. Braden Nelson second, and uh, Austin Jacobson third. So, yeah, that's what I got for results. So anyway, before we get into notes and questions and all that fun stuff, do 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 do. So, hold on. Oh Jesus Christ. Anyway, I've just got a whole bunch of text messages from people. It's not a big deal. Um. So before we get into notes, if you want a ran out of talent T-shirt or a MNRC t-shirt, or a Paintworks t-shirt, or a MMR, any type of Minnesota racing shirt, I know Party Crashers has a shirt, all that, go to pwrmerch.com, and in the search bar, type in ran out of talent, and we got two t-shirts available there, check them out, I, I really like the t-shirts there, um, so anyway, what do we got here? Oh, so the first thing that pops up on my Facebook the day after we record, and we took last week off because it was the 4th of July, I figured, you know, I was going to call you and be like, what are you doing? You were like banging. My chair is really squeaky. Oh, you didn't find one on the side of the road yet? That's... Kind of one I found on the side of the road. Okay. It was actually sitting. On the, it was sitting in the back room of our at the shop. Okay. I'm sitting on and, a folding uh, chair right now, to where the legs are bent so far forward that it's impossible for me to lean back. So I'm sitting on my desk with my elbows on my desk and just leaning. Yeah, my chair. Uh, the the back support broke on it last week. Yeah. Or the week before. Yeah, like I said, so. Um, down my down the main street before you get to my street, they always throw office chairs and crap out there. I'll keep my eye out for you. 
But anyways, so right away when I we get done recording this episode, <sighs> Atushihara shows up this prototype buggy. And it's for carpet only. And it looks good. But nobody should get excited about it. Just for the simple fact that it's Hara. He has no follow through. He has no commitment to it. You know what I mean? I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I, it's cool that he showed off something he's working on. But I won't be looking for it on your local shelves anytime ever. So people are getting excited about that. Um, sad deal here. Um, 702 Raceway in Vegas is closing. Or what? they they have closed. Yeah. Um, it sucks because I wanted to do the April NCTS race here. And now for obvious, not even because... They really stepped up their game, and I've talked about them on here before. I hope Island Speedway maybe gets a shot, but more than likely, it's going to be Beachline down in Florida. Yep. I mean, what do you think? Is there any other track that can compete? with? I mean, it's a carpet series. So, Thunder Road has one. They have them. Two or they have one at PDX. They have one in Connecticut. I think all that's left is Beachline, because you can't. I, ha- yeah. I'd... Oh, go ahead. I think Beachline is about the last option. Yeah, that or Island. Island is good enough, and it's a cool little town. I just. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this. They opened up tires for the NCTS. But what I would say is I would ban the foam tires. No more foam tires. Because that is a serious... The reason why, because foam tires are a serious unfair advantage. And if you were to have that track at Island, you couldn't have foam tires. Because it's not like you can just buy them and slap them on your car. You have to set your car up for the tires. But once you do that... Your car is so much more numb and planted and faster. Uh, like an example is, so from one of the Gone Bananas races, I sent uh, Austin Jacobson a video. A senior did an entire video of my race. I'm on rubber tires. Everybody else is on foam tires. So you could see the stark difference between the two. Mm-hmm. In my car, you know... It's a little edgy and nervous and all that shit. Their cars are just numb and smooth, and they don't do anything funny if you drive too hard. Right. Yeah, so that's what they would have to do. I I love Rick Sefrud, but he's the only supplier, and that I America's not about monopolies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway... So, but that's also what happens when people decide, ah, I'm going to sleep in instead of race. I'm going to do this instead of race. I'm going to take the summer off. Eh, it'll be here in the fall. No, it won't. Get out to the goddamn track. So, anyway, and that's every track. Whatever your track is, get out to the track. 
Um, I have noticed that entries have been a little light, except for the MNRC's been good. But entry, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a for sure fact. Yeah, entries around here have been a little light. It's like, what the hell are you people doing? Oh, sleeping ins? No, stop it. Um. Sorry, I. Oh, a paintworks. Corey Hens came out with a new video from Loose Nuts. That's quality. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's about 30 minutes. He does good work. Excellent work. Uh, J Concepts. I'm not going to listen because they don't pay for sponsorships, but I notice they have a lot of fun releases coming out. I actually just seen one that come across my phone. Which uh, one? The pre-mounted landmines for the Arma. Yeah. Uh, in the past, in the past two weeks, they've had about six or seven, and like I want to say, it's uh, they came out with um, a two triple Ds for the buggy. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's cool that they're having like a mid-year release deal that I I, I see these pop up all the time, and it's like, oh wow, I'm gonna go broke. I can't wait till they release that new tire. Yeah, same here. Um, but there's always a new tire down the pipeline. Once they release a new one, guess what? The next new one's eight months away. Yep. Um, God, I and again, I'm getting up on my high horse. So have you been uh, watching the entry, entry list for the Visions race? Uh, I peeked at it briefly. It's a damn disgrace. I think they got like 11 people maybe signed up for the invite class. I'm going to say this. The E-Nats are the same weekend, okay? Nobody cares about the E-Nats. Nobody. The only time it's ever been successful is when it's been at the Hobbyplex, and that was marginally successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this is if I were the team manager, but if I were the team manager, I would be sending my pros to a race that has eyeballs on them. Because I don't know if you know where this Visions race is, but it's like a big racing festival. Okay. Yeah, they got. Like side-by-side and ATV racing going on that same weekend, too. They got a ton of other racing. There's way more than that. It's a huge thing happening with a massive... It's like the same crowd as Heydays. It really is. And you have MAV-TV covering it. But yet... Also put on, if you guys have Flow Racing, for the guys that watch the uh, Dirt Oval World... It'll be on there, too, because MAV-TV and Flow Racing are one now. Oh, okay. Nice. I think that MAV-TV is going to record it and then make, like, a one-hour special. I think that's what they're doing. But you have... I mean, there are so many teams not represented here. What? A lot of these team managers... They're gutless. It's gutless to try something new. And you see it with RCGP too. But And again, 
There's a JQ element of RCGP. I get it. Even though it's the coolest damn series that there is, people are still little bitches about it. But nobody in the industry has any swagger or confidence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like they're all like, oh, we got to go to these Roar Enats that, you know, Either Dakota or Spencer is going to win all four classes. Ooh, who's going to win E-Truggy? Who gives a shit? Send a, are, are you going to put Dakota in Pro 4 with a 12-year-old chassis to clean up on a bunch of local hicks? <laughs> I mean, come on. You have an opportunity to do something huge. But you're going to the ENATs. Oh, your budget's made in January. Change it. Change it and say, instead of you flying here, you're going to drive here and you're going to do good. Because there's a lot of eyeballs. The point of pro drivers is to put a good face on for the company and to sell motherfucking kits. Those are the two jobs. And guess what? Going to the ENATs, you're not doing either one. But you know what? Going to the Visions race, dude, it's a racing festival that decided to include RC racing. They're con- these big guys are like, hey, little guy, come on over here. You can enter here. You can do it here. And Mav TV's going to do it. No, we're going to go to the ENATs where there's going to be 56 entries. Eugh. Just so I can put... 39-time national champion on a box that nobody reads. Mm-hmm. It, it's so frustrating. It really is. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I kind of had to go there for a second because it's like, man, I, I'll say who because he doesn't care, but I was talking to Keenan about it last Friday for a little over an hour about it. And I don't know. He thinks I'm savage. Well, you know what? I'm really holding back. I really am. Because I do respect a lot of those guys. But I don't respect that they're not willing to take a shot. They're just doing the same old, same old, same old. Just to get whatever national title on a box. That's the only way you know Team Associated has 30 world championships. You can't recall. I mean, do you, do you know they got their first national champ or world champion in like 1977 or 78 from a dude who's Butch Clausen? Do you know who Butch Clausen is? I know. Yeah, because he doesn't matter. Because he won a world championship against seven other guys. It doesn't matter. I mean, gosh. I mean, kudos to the teams that are sending racers, is what I got to say. Fucking Techno has some goddamn balls. <laughs> I got to add to Where's Ryan Greening when you need him? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm channeling my inner Ryan Greening right now is what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm nothing like Ryan. I just love sitting here listening to you. No, you're <laughs> fine. just hilarious. You're fine. But we sit here, we do this podcast to, I don't know, kind of rant, kind of make it feel like we're 
BS into the listener because a lot of the listeners are are our friends that we talk to on a weekly basis and all that, you know. And it's like if we can get out some good info at the same time. And guess what? Hey, the companies do listen because. Oh, yeah. I've had major heads of companies come up to me and said, well, I heard you said that. I'm like, oh, where did I say this? And they'll give me an exact time stamp to an exact time stamp. It's like, no, you listened. And you listen every episode. Don't don't lie to me. Yeah, don't say you don't when you know you do. Yeah. They listen to every RC podcast. I don't, I don't think because they like to. I think because... Like companies yeah. like Horizon and Traxxas are very litigious, and they're looking to send out as many cease and desist as possible. So anyway, is um, it uh, is it downpouring at your place right now? It probably is. It's been weird weather, man. So it has been. I got a story for you. So did did you listen a long time ago when? A lot of listeners came together and helped me build an RC car for a neighbor kid. I do believe so, yes. Well, he had some family issues and they moved away. Well, guess what? They're back in town. He's back in town. Mm -hmm. And he came over on Sunday. And he's like, hey, can you charge my battery? Dude, I ordered him a cheap Reedy charger to get him going and all that after he left. And then I, I gave him three one-gallon bags of B6 parts and a chassis. And I said, here you go, build a car. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this will take him a month because he'll have to sort everything and all that. I get a picture later that night of an almost fully built slider. I'm like, no Jesus Christ, kid. That's awesome. I thought it would take him a month. I really did. He's got some ambition. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we we're in the in the garage. So Ryan gave, Ryan Greening gave him a battery. Well, mm-hmm. that that battery is old and beat up at this point. So I go to charge it, and it's something's loose inside to where if you tip the battery at ninety degrees, the voltage would spike. I've never seen anything like that before. But right. no. But anyway, he um. When I tipped it to make the voltage spike, all of a sudden it was a flash thunderstorm. I tipped the battery, and a big thing of thunder and lightning hit at the exact same time, and it scared the living hell out of me. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's cool that he's back. Um, uh, what else do I got? Eh, Spencer. Spencer Rivkin did a race report. Mm. I don't know. Do you think he's got a lot of time left to team associated? I don't know. Um, I mean, with him being a big part in the new design of the B4, I, I think he's kind of there for a little while. Well, but... the, the reason being is just because, well, he he's put on team associated to win. And this is a question that's going to pop up, so we're going to save a little bit of it. But think about that for a bit. He hasn't won anything in quite a while. That is true. Um, Maybe it's been the 
the guy to beat lately, though. Oh, and, like, you got the young yeah, kids. Man. Yeah, Mayfield and Fend, and every once in a while, man, Mason's right there. Fee Long is going to make that jump somewhere. Fee, I, I gave my prediction. He's going to be the youngest world champion. Mm-hmm. Not this year, no. Two years. 2024, Fee Long. You know what? I'll give him wiggle room. He's going to podium the Worlds in 2024. But I see things out of him that I don't see out of other drivers. There, there's a smoothness there that it's a smoothness and a confidence. Now you get the consistency in that kid's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Smith going on Facebook and um, I don't know if you follow Tim Smith and listen to the TSR Speed Shop, but he's quite loyal to the brands he's sponsored by. After 15 years, he drops Max Amps batteries. And eight years, he drops Gropner radios and chargers. I think he's at the point to where he realizes that, well, with Max Amps, you just got to look at their results. If they were top dogs in batteries, they would have several stock national champions. And people go, oh, it's the cost, and they don't sponsor people. Guess what? If it's about winning for those guys, they'll sneak it in their cars. You know what I mean? Um, and Gropner, dude, they've died and come back like six times, and he's stuck with them. I'm really hoping to see him with like an M17 in his hand and R1 gear. Because right now, R1 gear is, well, well, I don't know if he'd have R1 gear. Mm. R1 batteries, I should say, because he's with Macklin. He's with Macklin's for ESCs and motors. I don't know if he would just do R1 batteries or what he'd do. But he's got to do something because those guys are getting down in the low 1.6 second range to the high 1.5 second range. Um, no prep drag racing is no longer a reachable goal for your average dude. And they've completely, you know, there's 40 guys that can compete, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I do pay attention to it, and I do pay attention to what people run for times. It's like a year ago, if you were to do a 2.0 second run a year ago, oh, shit, you'd be in the Sweet 16 at any big race. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're not doing a 1-7, you're nowhere near the Sweet 16. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a big thing here in Minnesota when COVID hit. Yeah, um, they're still running. Like, guys like uh, Chad Schlack and there's a few other guys that are still running. I believe Sean went out one day. I know Kyle Holmberg goes out. But, anyway... Yeah, so I'm going to do a quick 5T. I was going to bitch about my kid being spoiled, but I decide against it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bought bought us both new B6.4s. I go, hey, buddy, I ordered us new cars. And he's just like, eh. I'm like, 
don't you like race anymore? He's like, I love it. I'm like, aren't you excited? He's like, meh. It's like he expects it. You know, it's like if I would have given Senior a meh response, that car would have been sitting in the box for six months. Right. Um. Anyway, um, so 5T. So as you all know, I bought that 5T. I've raced it twice now since we've last been on. And I love it. And I've been doing little things to it. To It's still stock spec. You know, I've only changed the steering servo and some of the fluids and a couple of um, roll center deals and all that. I went up to... I didn't... I want to split the difference. So it might sound like I'm being picky, but I don't know. So I was at 550 CST. It comes with low Z40, so that's 475. I went up to 550, and it seemed really good, but it was still a nose and a little bit too much on brake. So I went up to 600, and it's really, really good, except for now it's so stiff that it's almost too tippy. But so I'm thinking about getting some bottles of uh, associated. 45 weeks that's 575 cst that's a good split so i want to do that i went through the diffs this week because what well, thunder road has this big triple and when i first got the truck i'm making it every time i'm almost overshooting it i don't know if you saw that tiktok of me doing a lap with it mm-hmm but yeah, I I made that triple no problem with the inside line. All of a sudden, after the truck warms up, it's not making it. I'm like, oh no, is this motor already garbage? That's That was my first thought. But no, because it's strong everywhere else. And I'm like, well, so I started digging into it last Saturday. And I looked at the clutch bell. That was glazed over. So I took some... Uh, red scotch bright and scuffed it up and cleaned it up and it was stronger but it's still a quarter through the race i couldn't make that triple anymore and taurus having me tear things off this truck like bumpers light bars all that crap he's like let's get this thing as light as possible we took 476 grams off that truck on saturday um isn't that close to like a whole pound (laughs) it's getting there well, it's 28 grams in an ounce. So 10 ounces. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close to a full pound. But to be fair, 275 of those grams was a GoPro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so during the mean, it's working a little better. Well... I get home Saturday and I'm just not happy. I start cracking into the diffs. Rear diff is filled, but it's smoked. The fluid's black. Crack into the center diff, no fluid. There's like a couple of drops. And it's not like it leaked out. Like there's no indication that it leaked out and went anywhere. I should have known better. It's a ready-to-run vehicle. I should have gone through that diff. Because what happened, and this is the theory I'm working with, but it's a pretty damn strong theory, is 
that the little teeny tiny bit of fluid that was in there burnt up. And then once it got hot after a couple laps, it just started falling flat on its face. So obviously I cleaned that up and filled it up and we're going to give her a shot now. It's going to be quite a while before I race it. It's going to be probably till August till I race at Thunder Road again. Mm -hmm. Just because um, I'm taking this Saturday. Well, this Saturday was just a practice day at Thunder. But then the weekend after July 22nd or 3rd or something like that, it's going to be MNRC round number three at FTR. And then July 30th is going to be an FTR points race that I want to hit. So it's looking like August. Well, we might race the 5Ts at FTR for the points race there. If we can get a group because they want to all race at FTR, but the problem is so the Thunder Road crew's going up to Dilworth that day. But I'm going to try to convince those guys to rent their 5Ts out to somebody who, you know, like somebody like Senior who will respect the vehicle. So that's... I'd be a... I'd be a... I'd be a stretch and have to do that. Dude, you should talk to Brian. (laughs) He's got a fleet of them. I mean, I, I may or may not be interested in this. Dude, they're... They're not fast. Okay, Joey, they're not. But, dude, nothing puts a smile on my face like that damn truck. I gotta imagine it does. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. Torot, uh, two, it was two Saturdays ago. He goes, Junior, he goes, sell everything else. Your life is fist scale from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't quite do that because I, I, I can't afford to mod my truck out. And then I can't afford another one for Joe three. Right. That's, that's not a rich, rich man's deal, but like, I keep looking at things like, you know, if I buy a motor, a pipe and a clutch and just have it to where I take out the motor pipe and clutch between the tracks and try to keep the rest stock. I have that thought in my head. Cause if I can take the motor pipe and clutch out for, um, and put the stock one back in for thunder and then put the motor a uh, mod motor pipe and clutch in and then jcon tires for like down in iowa or cheese city in wisconsin it's it's been a thought but i just can't do it plus i love my a scale i do love it but it's not nearly as cool as that fist scale it's it's so hard to it's so hard to explain. I mean, once you're at the point where I'm at to where, yeah, you can get faster, but you know you're never going to get near pro fast. But then you get that big-ass truck, and it does exactly what you want it to do. That's a big thing. Like my A-scale, I know how I should drive it and how it should be driven, but the communication between me and the car has never really been there with A scale. But it's definitely there with the fifth scale. And maybe because it's so damn big, I can see every little thing that thing's doing. But yeah, it's... I'll tell you what, too. 
Brian's got two more left on a deal, and it's a big. Fr- I'm not gonna. I can't say it here because it's it's a very it's in retrospect compared to what they sell for it MSRP. It's a very low price. Uh if you don't have anything else, we should get in some questions, huh? Well, I was gonna say, uh, now that we're on the five T topic, uh, Clayton and I went down to Hoosier, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Yep, we ran some sprint cars, and he ran his uh, short course mod. Okay. Had a freaking blast doing that. It, I mean, taking a you know the few weeks we've had off from aid scale and just running you know little oval stuff. It just it it didn't even feel like you were really racing. I mean, we just went down there to have fun. Right, it's fun, and that's that. That's another thing. You can't, you shouldn't get stuck in one genre of racing. Because guess what? In all actuality, even the fast of the fast guys, you're you're not going to become pro. You're not. So you should just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on the five T topic, um, Gary actually had. Gary Zidnick had his Fitzgill out there. Yep. is a Fitzgill late model. Yeah, he was telling me about that. Let me tell you, dude, that thing was a freaking blast to run on an oval track. Right, right. Um, oh, my God, it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, dude, it is. I wonder if he had a mod motor or if he had a different pipe or all that. I heard if you change a pipe on these, because what comes stock is this dumb little box muffler mm-hmm. that just shoots shit at the inside of the body. Um, I wonder if a stinger, I, I heard they make a huge difference. I, I couldn't tell you, but believe me, I'm, I'm looking on like, um, Detroit Speed, and I'm looking at uh, Matt Olson's designs every single day, just drooling. I am gonna, I am gonna have to make a decision on the body here soon because mine's getting beat to hell, and there's no way I'm gonna spend three hundred and ten dollars on Lexan for the stock Lozy body. No way. Right. Right. So. On the uh, the topic of Hoosier, this weekend we're actually I, – I, me personally, I'm not sure if I'm going yet, but for surely uh, Clayton's going down to Hoosier. They're running a day race this weekend. Oh, that's cool. Back. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere myself. I'm just taking the weekend off. We're going to um, the flea market Saturday morning just to walk around. I think, I, I think we're going to leave the kids home for that one. Because the kids, they spend the little bit of budget I give them, and then we're only a third of the way through, and they're like, I want to go home. I want to go home. It's like, yeah. It was funny. So one of my buddies I used to do a podcast with back in the day, he brought his son to Thunder Road on Saturday, and we're sitting there BSing in the hobby shop, and his five-year-old son comes up to him, and he goes, Daddy, I love you. You know what? I also love the toy section here too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just dropped a plate. Um, yeah. So let's get into questions here. It's funny, my phone's blown up. We normally don't record on a Tuesday. My phone just goes ape. 
Yeah, that was my bad. No, I, it's, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's, I, I had to go pick up. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, you had to go pick up your dad. I get it. Things come up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, tonight I asked Jackie last night, I go, do you want to do kickboxing or do you want to do jiu-jitsu? And she goes, I want to do kickboxing because if we would have done jiu-jitsu, we still would have been there right now. Mm-hmm. So this was a good time to do it. We're going to do it tomorrow afternoon, but it's like, yeah, let's get her done. We got plenty. Oh, speaking of, uh, did you ever figure out where I was at during fireworks? I thought you were going to run down. I was going to, but then I started looking. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, that looks like a little bit of a walk. Oh, it was a walk. I really, I really don't feel like walking over there. Yeah, that was a big walk, man. Um, Plus, I was already uh, three champagnes deep in a ice cream sandwich filled with or filled my face up. So yeah, <laughs> did you uh, get a good view from where you're at? Yeah, we uh, we sat right behind the tennis courts at the middle school. Nice, nice. Uh, let's see here. We got a question from Tyler Aubert. He is wondering. How do you know when to freshen up your shock and diff fluid and seals? Seals, I do it just once every three or four times I do fluid. And fluid, I don't know. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but you should change it like you change the oil in your car. You don't want to notice a difference. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean... I typically change it after probably a give or take a half hour yeah. of runtime. I I do my I let my shock if if the shocks don't build a ton of air and they don't build a ton of rebound, I'll let them go an MNRC weekend and let's say an FTR club day. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'll change. That's just shocks. I'll change yeah. diff fluids. F. I mean, I'll, yes. I'll take my diffs apart, completely clean them. Yes. Clean the O rings, re oil the O rings, and right. All that good stuff. The the center diff is the most important, obviously. Absolutely. But yeah, I do my diffs. Like I'm gonna start here for FTR here. I'm gonna do my diffs now, and I'm gonna do my center one before the main because and again my 5t is a giant example of how bad it sucks when you have burnt up crappy fluid well that thing had almost no fluid you know but that that's a big example of that i mean you know i should send you a picture right now hold on i'm gonna send you a picture on your messenger of how much fluid was in this center diff all right, it's sending. Wow, that's slow. There we go. It's sent to your messenger. That's how much was in the center diff. Well, tickle me pink and call me poppy. There was nothing. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> no wonder why that thing was lacking some power. <laughs> yeah, it had no forward drive, but it made it feel like there's something funky with the motor. But yeah, how big is that diff? Um, it it takes a third of a bottle of fluid. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's it's hard to explain. It's I 
this was the first time I've had the diffs out and I put them in my hand. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I have the fluid for the, I literally emptied out all of my 15K and all of my 10K. I had a, a ton of five for the rears, so I had that covered. But yeah, you know, you kind of got to experiment and, you know, figure out when the diff fluid gets starts getting gray. Figure out when that is and kind of, because when it's starting to get gray, you're not noticing the fade, but a little bit longer, you will notice the fade. And that's mm -hmm. what you're trying to avoid. Because there's a lot of guys out there, they only run six-minute races. So a lot of those guys, they won't do shit for a season because they're not feeling any kind of fade until the four- or five-minute mark. But if you do... Let's say you're running an e-buggy and you do a 10-minute main at the MNRC. You're going to be hurting really bad for six minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Leiter had a couple. And he's just saying, shock springs. When to know to change springs or just change oil or maybe even pistons? What's the best way to figure out a good shock package? Well, for associated stuff, I like to use Kyle Holmberg's initial setup. With the, I sent him the setup with the five-hole piston. And it depends on what you're looking at. Like, you can tell if your fluid's not thick enough, it's a little too springy. You know, it, it looks like your car is, let's say, in the front going through like bumps it looks like your car is just on springs you mm -hmm. thicken the diff like i went like i want to say seven and a half weight heavier in the front at north branch for those rumble strips really yeah and i actually liked it everywhere else too but um yeah it's you know you gotta see how your cars react and now if it looks like it's got good dampening, but it's bottoming out. No. Would you change? I would change the springs at that point. Um, I mean, it also depends on weather, too. Yeah. If it's going to be colder, you're going to want to run thicker fluid. No, colder, thinner fluid. Hotter, thicker. Because the hotter it gets, the thinner the fluid's going to get. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, I had that backwards. Yeah, no, I got it. But um, yeah, it's it's such a hard deal because it's like, I'll be honest with you, I get a piston set up and I don't change it. I don't. I'll screw with fluid. I'll screw with springs. Sometimes when I'm lacking overall grip in the rear, I'll go, let's say a lower overall grip, low speed overall grip. I'll go to a softer rear spring, a high speed, lower grip. I'll go to a harder spring in the rear. Because uh -huh. if it's loose all the way around, well, you got bad tires. Right. Um, I don't know. When do you change your springs? Piss? Do, do you mess with pistons much? No, uh, it's just like the same with you. I Kyle told me what he was running for when he was running a point two. Yeah. And I just, I did that for front and rear, and that's all I will run for pistons, unless I feel like I need to change them for some drastic reason. But other than that, it will be springs and shock fluid. And normally, you can kind of gauge 
where you're going to be running because you can use two fluids and that'll be good for wherever you go. Yep. If you feel like if you feel like the car needs to be softer in the front, we'll just go to a softer spring. Yeah. Um, I, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. So for a while, I messed with pistons, and um, I I got so far into the deep end. You know, I I thought because in the Kyosho the flashpoint brass pistons were so so good so i thought oh they'd be good for everything else oh dude they're the worst they're the worst things in the world and then ever since and then i went to like a machined whatever piston after that and things were so much better I see things like the MIP bypass and the VRP pistons, and I'm afraid to try them after that brass piston. But, you know, but let's say you're bottoming out, you know, go with the stiffer spring too. Go with the heavier oil there too. More droop. It just all depends on what your car is doing. It's, it's a field thing. Um, and he also goes, explain the importance of droop, please. When to change it, when you know it's too much or not enough. <sighs> From my experience, it's, it's hard to get too much droop. I mean, you can do it, and you start losing it a little bit. But it's like, on the A scales, I like to run like 128. And then like on my 10 scale... I'll go between the plus two and the plus four ends. So let's say, now let's go for carpet off-road. Let's say I don't land a jump perfectly, but I land it to where it should be okay, and that rear end's still bucking on landings. I'll give it more droop. Or if that inside rear tires, if it's on super-duper edge in the rear, I'll give it more droop. Um what do you think when do you take away i've never really taken away do you take away in ruts right you take away yeah for ruts and whoop sections yeah but also for high bite situations as well right well depending on the high bite like i said for carpet i like to run a lot of rear droop so do a lot of people Mm-hmm. so now per se if you go down to omaha for the winter series oh yeah i normally like last year, I was running anywhere from two to three millimeters shorter on droop than I would outdoor. So you're on like yes. a 125, 124 in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep that rear end flat and rotating. Yep, and to prevent it from traction rolling. True, yes. Yeah, it depends on your grip there too. I mean... I, I don't know where Mike drives but races at, but if it's loose dirt, man, give her give her a hundred and twenty eight millimeters and let her buck in the rear. Uh, I run one twenty seven and a half. It's half millimeter, whatever. Uh, you know, everybody's oh one twenty seven and a half, and I see that on setups. It's like, do you think you really notice? I mean, so I use the gauge, the Mugen gauge. Uh, Those things are fancy. Yeah. 
and I'll get it to 127 and a half, but I'll see what it takes to get it to 128, and it's just a little notch of the screw. I'm like, is that even doing anything? But if you're using a caliper, 128 is just easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin's to, says we should talk about um, middle of the year silly seasons. Um, and again, like I talked about earlier, will A finally sign somebody to win a race? Um, Tim Smith is all of a sudden. Ch- I know Tim Smith is a big deal in the off-road or on-road scene, but he's a big damn deal in the drag racing world. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, middle middle of the season, dude, contract time is until the end of December. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's leaving these companies now, and I believe he was paid at least contingency by Max Amps. So, yeah, that that was big news, but it's like, and again, do you think, so instead of paying like, one racer like Mayfield, $100,000 a year. Do you think Techno is going to keep the same amount of drivers and pay him each around that twenty to thirty grand mark and just leave Tebow as a high-paid driver? Or do you think they're going to cut and run? Or do you think, what do you think is going to happen with Techno? With all, and HB, HB loaded their team. Do you think that's to you know, push Cole, Cole Ogden a little bit to, you know, take, take your position as a leader. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. I could, yeah. I could see that with hot bodies. Um, as far as techno though, I, I believe they would leave everything the way it is for right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, there's really no point to, to push Techno any farther. I mean, I, I do think that they should pay Seth a little bit more than what he makes. I'm not sure how he makes, but... Yeah. Well, he's got to start getting the top fives. And he's starting to do it a little bit, but he's got to be more consistent in the top five. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Really, in America... Three drivers are making money, like real money, like six figures. To me, that's real money. Mm-hmm. And then you got a couple of Europeans making that. Um, I know with um, Maxima dropping their team, that hurt a lot of drivers because they were getting paid a lot of fucking money from that motor company. I mean, that cut significantly deep. Here's another question. Screw the silly season talk. How many of these top guys would still race if they weren't getting paid? Not very many. I bet Mayfield would. Oh, for sure. I bet Seth would, but he'd do it more, you know, he would probably keep it more locally and more affordable. More leisurely. Yeah, more leisure. But I bet. Cavalieri won it. I Fuller's would. Fuller's seem to truly like it. But you know what I mean? You go through this list, and I bet you could cut a third of those guys out. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Another question was, can Brock continue his four-wheel drive domination, and when will Schumacher get him some help? I hope, I hope, I hope to see Mayfield leave. I want to see Mayfield leave Yokomo and go to Schumacher. That's what I would like to see. Yokomo's floundering, let's be honest. Because once Cav left, it's like, ooh, Mayfield's not far behind, but somehow Mayfield's still there, and Mayfield still does okay with their cars. But I've said this before on here, and the fact of the matter is, if you take away special places like the Hobbyplex, Clay Racing is going to slowly go away, and it's never going to be replaced. The reason why places like the Hobbyplex are going to stick around is because... They own the building, you know. Right. I mean, look how quickly OCRC, the mecca of RC, they just cut their throats for a fucking mega church that didn't even take delivery on the building. They got OCRC out of there. They got the building cleared out, and the church goes, nah, we don't want it anymore. What kind of garbage is that? And then the guys from OCRC are like, we're never going to do this again. That was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that whole situation was really quite unfortunate, the way it boiled down. It was, I, I don't want to say greed from the landlord, because I'm of the mindset, make as much money while you can. But it was, it was, from what I heard was the church didn't like the track. And when they could make a move, they did. And their backing out was malicious. So whatever that church is, they are malicious. I don't know, man. I don't screw around with these mega churches. We have one in Elk River across the street from the high school. That mm-hmm. They have branches, and it's like, ooh, that's dirty. Like, they they used to send me flyers in the mail, like um, the church that'll rock your face off, uh, bringing sexy back to church. <laughs> I'm dead serious. They would send me the, and I'm like, oh, that's the type of church they're just swinging their dick around to OCRC. Anyway. If your church has, um, if your church looks like a convenience store, eh, maybe think twice. Anyway, um, Jeremiah Lucas Savage was like, pay respects to Ernie at Trinity and talk about how he evolved RC. I, I did a little bit at the beginning. You know, it's. He was a win-at-all-cost guy. He was the type of guy t- that pushed RC forward. Um, I bet we'd be two to three generations behind in brushless and lipo technology if it wasn't for Ernie. I could agree with you on that one. Because if Trinity wasn't pushing, who else would be? Right. But also, you know, 
the last couple of years, he didn't really have much to do with it. I mean, he did a lot of the billing and money control from home. From what I heard was they moved it three years ago, and he was never in the new space. So, but yeah, he he did um, great things in RC, and yeah, he'll be missed by many. You know what I like about Ernie the most was he was a polarizing figure. That's what I like about him. He he he, he didn't get a, he didn't play along to get along. He's like f you. I'm making my own rules. I'm doing it my own way. It bit him a couple times, but guess what? I mean, everybody in the RC world knows the name Trinity. So that is true. Anyway, you got anything else? Uh, not offhand, no. Other than let's go do some mobile racing this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you have fun with that. I'm gonna chill at home this weekend. I'm gonna hit her hard probably the next three to five weeks after that. <laughs> So, anyways, um, yeah, guys, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, and yes, we'll, thank you guys very much. Yeah, uh, keep the questions coming. We might be, we might do a track special at FTR. We might not. We'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, uh, for this episode, uh, we've ran out of talent. Talk to you guys later. See you guys.